listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by Chloe Fisher and myself, Elodie Pullen. Join us as we blindly navigate and unpack the raw and often unspoken experiences of womanhood, grief, friendship, and everything in between. Encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful, we've made a promise to ourselves to find our shine and build a life of triumph and joy. Darling Shine is your survival kit to the unexpected shit life throws at you. McMuffins, welcome back. Another episode of Darling Shine. Yes, we hope everyone's doing bloody great. Today we are going to talk about grief and supporting friends through grief because it is a really awkward thing. We, um, yeah, we're just going to dive straight into like tips on how you can help a grieving friend. Um, there's no doubt that someone you know or a friend will be going through like will grieve at some point or your or yourself you're going to grieve at some point you're going to want to tell your support people how they can help you um so yeah I might briefly touch on my story because I think we've got heaps of new listeners that may not know my story and then Chloe um Chloe will go through your story after just just to begin so basically um my partner Chumpy um his name's Alex but everyone knows him as Chumpy uh we we are in love. We've been together for, I don't know, nine years now, but last year he tragically passed away one day and um, he had a shallow water blackout under the sea one day when he was spearfishing and died, basically point blank, just left the earth and never came back. Um, we were going great. We were trying for a baby. Everything was amazing. And, yeah, just one day he just walked out the door and just never came back. And every single day I still go, what the fuck just happened? I'm still confused as fuck. It'll never feel real. I would never, I literally don't know if I'd be here doing life if it wasn't for everyone around me. And I don't mean that in like a suicidal way. I just physically like I'm just keeping on going and it's just amazing what the human body can accomplish and can do in like dire straight situations where something so fucked up just hits you in the face and you're forced to just survive. And so many people are like, how do you do it? And I'm just any old normal Joe Blow that just doesn't have a choice and I'm just doing it. Um, And there's just literally, I don't know how either, but it's because of the people around me. I've got amazing support. Um, Yeah, most people would probably know, but I've just had Chumpy's baby, um, we retrieved his sperm thanks to my really good friends Chloe, Laura and my mum. We found out how to quickly retrieve his sperm and we we were trying for a baby already but I wasn't pregnant when he passed away so I've now got his baby. We did IVF months later and I've just popped out bub about a week ago. So, um, yeah, I feel like I've got a piece of chump back in my arms. Um, It's super bittersweet. She's the best thing in the world. Um, but I'm also faced with then secondary losses, like where the fuck is Chumpy? Why isn't he a dad? Why isn't he here? This isn't the plan. Yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's just my life. It's it's wild. Um, I'm so grateful for everything that's happened since. Like, yeah, it's this weird thing where I'm, I feel so lucky in some ways and then so just like how did that happen to my life? Um, so, yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. Uh, Chloe, let's, let's go to debrief about you. Yeah, so I guess for my sort of story, it's it's quite different to Elle's in the sense that um, my grief that I'm currently experiencing is on a completely different level because obviously I didn't actually lose a physical 
human of mine. Um, I rewind back to February 2020 when my husband, my now husband and I got married in Bali. Um, we actually fell pregnant at our wedding, which we didn't obviously know about until maybe a couple of weeks later when we got home from Bali. But sadly, three days after our wedding in Bali, my grandmother passed away suddenly um, from respiratory issues. They didn't really declare it as COVID, but I'm sure it was something to do with that. Um, My poor grandfather was at home in Australia, um, didn't get to say goodbye. So that was sort of the first point like of my grief in the last couple of years that where that sort of has stemmed from I then following that had my first miscarriage and I lost the baby about between seven and nine weeks um we then tried to conceive for all of last year um 2020 and then it wasn't until the end of last year where we found out that I had a low egg count and which in turn has made it hard for us to fall pregnant naturally by ourselves. We then saw a fertility specialist in on the Gold Coast and I did two rounds of IVF and one round of IUI, um, all of them in which, well, two of them in which failed. What My most recent IVF cycle was successful and I sadly miscarried again at seven weeks in July this year. So, I mean, I guess I'm navigating this like infertility and miscarriage grief on a whole new level. And I I think it's something that for me, it's a new feeling. Um, I, for the last nearly two years since I've been going through all of this, I feel like I've always buried a lot of it. And it's only the last few months that it's really, really surfaced and I've been having all of these like crazy emotions and I've been crying a lot and very like questioning myself like why, why, why? And it isn't only until recently that I've realized that like, hang on a second, I'm actually completely grieving the loss of these these two lives that I planned for and that I'm yearning for and I've lost and it's a whole like there's no there's no level of grief that is like, harder or more painful than the other every individual person suffers in their own way um but yeah it 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 is a weird I don't know it's it's just new to me and the and it's just and I I was just saying to Elle that but our two griefs are so different in a sense that like Elodie's obviously lost her human and she's lost her human for life but I have I'm grieving this loss of something that I haven't haven't yet had. It's like a future life loss that it, it's so it's really weird and it's like complicated and it's multi-dimensional and leveled and like it's just all different. It's so weird, but like we just really wanted to do this episode to try and help people because there's every single person out there will deal with grief at some stage in their life and. Yeah, we just want to, again, try and help anyone however we can um, in talking about our grief and strategies and ways and do's and don'ts that we've found helpful for us in hope that it can help some of you guys. Yeah, exactly. And such an important note um, on your one, like lots of people probably don't realise that you're facing grief every single day because it is, like you said, a different kind of grief. But you're literally, people would 
I think people might just think you can't grieve something you haven't lost or don't have. Of course, yeah. you've lost. Yeah, babies, no, no. Exactly. But as in, you're grieving your future that you've been wanting, like you said, and it's not coming. The baby's the baby thing is still like a prospect at the moment, and it's yeah, it's going to happen. Hope like it is, but it hasn't yet, and that's still you're grieving this thing that hasn't happened. And so, I feel like as well, like for many women that you know, like we've got a lot of friends that support me in the best way they possibly can, but. Unless you've actually gone through a miscarriage, and I've said this a lot and I feel like I harp on a lot, <laughs> it's actually really, really – I can imagine it would be really hard to completely understand this grief because yeah. you, you really are looking at it from an outsider's, an outsider's point of view and if you haven't had this sort of loss, you're like, well, 100%. you didn't really mm. – you're not really – I don't know. I just, I just feel like it would be very hard to fully completely understand – the type of loss if you haven't experienced it. Yeah, and um, so many people, I mean, especially in your shoes because not everyone's had miscarriage. Oh, not everyone's had um, and also been through IVF, which is just a whole nother ball game, um, which no one understands unless they've been there. Um, people people will often say to me, like, I just cannot imagine what how you feel or the pain you go through. And I always think, Fucking picture it. Picture your person, that one you've planned your whole life with, mm. just vanishing into thin air. Picture it and then you can't imagine it. But then they'll, like, of course they cannot. They just can't because yeah. they'll think about it for five minutes, they'll fucking cry and they'll be like, that's the worst thing ever. And then it's all over and back to happy families and he's here and it's all good. So it's it's not, like, no one can even put themselves in definitely out, like, my shoes, our shoes. Yeah. For sure, you just actually can't, and I can't, like, I can't force people to or blame people, but um, yeah. it is something people say to me, like, every day, I can't imagine how you must feel or what you go through, like, la, 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 and I'm like, you, yeah, no. you literally cannot. Yeah. Even if you exactly. try to for five seconds, you just fucking can't. So, yeah, um, there's just so those multidimensional feelings of emptiness, which is the massive one, especially for you and for me. Um, intense sadness and physical pain. I get the physical pain one. So, like I almost get physical pain in my heart more than I get emotional pain. Like it'll just hit and it'll be like, oh, like I'm actually hurting physically. I think um, that the strongest one for me is this the emptiness. Like I actually feel like I'm like, why, like what is my purpose? If I actually like can't do mm. the one thing that I want to do, then what's the fucking point? That's like yeah. I actually genuinely – that word just sums me up to a T. It's like you just yeah. feel empty. Yeah. It's really I sad all actually. all the time about you. You were so born to be a mum and I can completely resonate with how you would just feel like unaccomplished at the moment until yeah. your bubba arrives because that's like yeah. your fucking sole purpose. You've always been like that. Um, so I think what, what we should definitely touch on is – the stages of grief, and I say that with little speech um, marks or whatever you call it. What do you call these? Quotation marks? Or like, yeah, you know these bunny ear things that I'm doing? Yeah, because yeah. that's fucking lame. The stages of grief <laughs> is not a thing. Um, that, like people will tell you, oh, you go through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance as though it's like this clean fucking, this is Rubble. how you grieve. Yeah, yeah, there's no guideline to grief. I'm here to tell you. People will say that happens in a particular order. I, on any given day, will feel all five of those things in a mishmash of orders. Sometimes I'll be laughing. Sometimes I'll be crying. Sometimes I'll be fucking depressed. 
thinking about and like that acceptance and, one I feel like you feel like oh, yeah okay I've accepted it I'm going to move on and it's like no. someone fucking like drops a penny in front of you and you're fucking yes. bawling your eyes out you're like nah can't do life like as if you're ever going to just go oh I'll accept this I'm like not no. having a baby like that's not acceptable you are going to keep trying you will not stop you will not give mm. up I'm never going to be able to and I don't know if this is just um naive or like a bit um negative for me to say this but I'm not. I'm not keen to accept that Chumpy's gone. That's not fucking fair. Yeah. He should not be gone. He got ripped off. This is not fair. I'm not accepting that. I swear to God, I'll be a hundred and I'll be on my deathbed and I'll be like, no deal, no, no accepting yeah. this shit. I'll go and die and be with him. That's where I. That's what I think. I think he's still around. His energy's here. His energy's somewhere, and I will see him again. I'm not accepting that he's just gone, yeah. gone. Um, yeah. But yeah, people will tell you those five things happen in a particular order, and they think it. They think time heals as well, and it just doesn't. Um, so definitely have empathy for people grieving and their emotions because pe- things don't happen in order. They will feel I- intense anger. They might act like a bit of a jerk to you at some points. Just things like that. We're going to go through do's and don'ts, but yeah, just have empathy for. Do never tell pe- someone that there's like you know, the stages of grief. There's no guidelines. I'm actually with my other widow friend, Lottie, in the UK. We're writing a book about this at the moment. Um, It should be available for purchase as an e-book in the next few weeks. Um, So we'll update you on that. But basically we're talking about how there's literally just no path to grief and debunking all the myths and stuff. It's going to have a lot in it. Elodie um, sent me this quote this morning that I thought that was perfect for this episode and I said that you need to read it out. So do you want to go ahead and read that quote for us? Yes. It's a beautiful quote by Megan Devine. There is pain in this world that cannot be cheered out of you. You do not need solutions. You do not need to move on from your grief. You need someone to see your grief, to acknowledge it. You need someone to hold your hands while you stand there in blinking horror, staring at the hole that was your life. Some things cannot be fixed. They can only be carried. I love this because so many people will, yeah, assume that like say if I'm crying, people will be like, what, what can I do to fix you? Are you hungry? Do you need food? Do you need a hug? And it's like I'm allowed to cry. Let me cry. Don't be scared away by this. It's a normal emotion. Some people cry when they're happy. Some people cry when they're sad. It's it's like, you know, allow me to let it out without panicking and thinking you can put a fucking Band-Aid on it. Like let the emotions happen. I think um, – you know, like this, I'm pretty stoic a lot of the time. Like I'll I'll pick and choose my people or my places where I really let everything fly. But sometimes you just cannot help it. And especially on this podcast where I'm talking about chumpy all the time or how I'm feeling and we're checking in with each other, you and me, Chloe, we often just, because we're forced to talk about it, that's when we let it out. And it's super healthy. It's not like me and Chloe are talking and then I'm like, oh, look, Chloe's crying. Hold on. We better just um cut this bit out. Like, no. This yeah. is fucking normal. This is important. Let it out. So it's like people just can't help it when they see someone else crying to think, oh, shit, let's just, you know, a quick Band-Aid fix and um, yeah. that's just never going to happen. Like I'll, I'll, I'll never be, I'll, I'll not be done grieving. Like mm. you, you can't fix this so stop thinking. Like just never yeah, think you, you can, can fix your friend's pain. You just can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we could go through some of the myths, Chloe. Yes, let's go through some of the myths. Let's go T for T because I feel like we've got a few yeah. that we we both together collectively have written down mm. um, that we wanted to talk about. So the first one that we had was talking about your loss only makes it worse. Um, 
that is a myth because it definitely doesn't make it worse for us. I mean, we're a perfect example with this podcast. The reason why we started this podcast mm. was to help ourselves. And like in the in the interim, we've hopefully helped a lot of you guys out there. But yeah, talking about it is like our therapy, right? Exactly. Yeah, 100%. I, I, yeah, this podcast has helped me so much. And just like allow, you know, if your friend's mum has passed away from cancer or something like like come at it head first with her. I I mean, look, everyone's different, but talk about that person. I, I hate it when people don't acknowledge Chumpy or talk about him. I, I don't want his spirit to ever die. Like don't, I think it depends on the person, I guess, but I think never be afraid to talk about that person. Never treat them like the elephant in the room. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're gone, but often people don't want them to be gone. But then again, yeah. some people do just, you know, they just want to not, not acclimate knowledge, not talk because it is too hard or... I mean, you should be able to read the room pretty well though with that yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you're still talking about your loved one X amount of months or years, then you're still stuck in your grief. Um, that's a, completely, to me, such a myth. I don't think... Yeah, I'm, I'm essentially going to be like, you know, stuck living in my grief forever alongside my normal life. Like it's not something I'll ever, that'll ever pass. I'll always miss Jumpy. I'll always love him where we didn't break up. We're together. Like essentially um, he just died and, yeah, I'll be talking about him until I'm 101. So fucking stick around for that. (laughs) Buckle up for that because his spirit will stay alive if you are around me. Um. And I think it's healthy that way. I'd I'd hate to just, yeah. I mean, yeah, as I said, some people need to just point blank, stop talking about that person and forget it. Everyone's different. So, again, read the room. Yeah, fully. Um, The next one we have is if you're not crying, you're not grieving. Again, that Mm. is a myth completely because, like I said before, because I'm, you know, for me personally, it's like, and Britt was actually, our producer was actually saying to me before when we're talking about this, She's just like, you know, you've actually been really quiet recently on social media and like, you know, on the podcast and haven't been talking about where you're at, but actually you've been the worst you've been in months. And it's true. Like if you ask any of my my good friends that reach out to me and my family, the last few weeks have been the, the hardest few weeks I have had on this journey so far. I literally cry every single day, mm. sometimes for no reason at all, sometimes for reasons like I, it just... Yes, it's been yeah. so hard and it, it definitely – but I have been silent. Like you guys – like, mm. you know, a lot of people would think that like I'm just living a happy life just getting on with it. It's just does. It's just not always the case. So you don't have yeah. to be crying to be grieving. That is just – yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Some you'll go through phases where you just want to be inward for sure for a little while. So if you know a friend that – like especially in Chloe's situation, just never assume they're okay. Just send them a little love heart every now and again. If you don't get a response, just keep doing it. Like don't don't ever think, just don't assume they're fine basically. Yeah. Um, and like for for me, I was in so much shock, of course, for so long after Chump passed away that I was, I'd be like out with my friends at the bar or cafes, drinking, hanging out, doing normal things in, in so much shock about what's just happened to my life but you know, drinking, laughing, eating, hanging out with the girls. Chump was f- like always right in the front of my brain, like at the forefront. And I'd honestly every minute be going, what the fuck is he really gone? Holy shit, this is crazy. But, and I'm here, I'm just talking to my friends. What the fuck's wrong with me? Am I like, this isn't right. I shouldn't be here. Like there's no right and wrong. 
people got me out of the house. It helped me so much. Um, made me feel kind of normal, but also I was like in this weird sense of shock and like out of body feelings. Um, so, and I was feeling all the time like people are going to see me and think like I'm the devil or something's wrong with me because I'm out and I'm doing normal things in such a not normal circumstance. When it first happened as well, like I was even feeling that too. Like even though I didn't lose, like Chumpy wasn't my my partner or my human because we're so close and because we're seen to be so close, like we are so close, Mm. I felt weird going and doing stuff because you're just like, well, why am I allowed to be having fun and being happy when you just got ripped from this earth? Exactly. That's that's really what it is. Yeah, and you it feels weird and wrong but then – and like, but then do you know what also feels weird and wrong is when I'm sitting at home fucking crying and grieving and that also yeah. feels weird and wrong. So there's, and that's not weird and wrong. Like they're both, mm. they're both fine to be doing, but you feel like I'll be out doing stuff. And I'm like, sorry, chump, I know I'm doing something normal. This is so weird, but then I'll be at home crying. And I'm like, sorry, chump, I don't want you to see me like this. Like there's just literally yeah. no right and wrong. Everyone's mm-hmm. different. Never think that because they look okay, that they're okay. Basically. Yeah. Um, once you get through a year of first, the important dates and events won't hurt anymore. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be okay on Chumpy's birthday or on the, the day that he left the world on that anniversary. Um, Minnie's uh, yeah, birthday. Like Minnie's birthdays, you know, there's so many firsts that I'm forever going to be doing. But, yeah, I don't think the first year of these firsts is obviously probably be harder than the rest and I'll be I'll be managing them a bit better as time goes on um and I'll create those rituals and those traditions like let's have a birthday party for chump every year like let's talk about him on that day that he passed things like that and we'll do like significant things each time but I mean it's it's not like I'm done grieving after the one year mark fuck no it's actually gone harder for me it's been a year and it's gotten harder because the shock's worn off um I feel so I, yeah, I have feel, to just do life still. Yeah, and I, I see like empty, like I, I, I look around in our kitchen and my dog and I, I see things. I'm like the coffee machine. He would usually be still yeah, standing at that. You were not fucking, the coffee person. He was the yeah, coffee person. He'd be standing using that for like half an hour making everyone coffees every morning. Like I just see the holes, you know, in my life yeah. all the time, the empty chairs next to me, like, you know, this this is ongoing forever like I will move forward I will I will probably in my life I'm so young I'll probably get into another relationship one fucking day in years to come um but I'll never not be missing chump or grieving him or seeing the holes you know like Mm. it's not just it's not just the first year it's forever yeah yeah um but yeah it's a crazy thought to think that like oh maybe be with someone else one day don't you think mm. it's weird yeah, it is like really that's not even weird. a thought that I want to have right now but like you know like I'm sure like in 10 years like like I don't know it's fucking weird yeah and you are you are so young you and can't. that just means fucking nothing mm. and you don't it doesn't really matter it's like it's not meant to be this way but at the end of the day like oh. you deserve to have a person you know you deserve to have that you know you deserve to feel that again and ha- be, you know, have that support and like you'll obviously have yeah. everyone always, but 
And it's not something that you need to obviously rush into at all. Mm. It's a weird thing to think, but it's like I'd be stupid to think, oh, no, I'll just be alone forever. Like that's not really healthy, healthy way to think either. But, it, but it's something that yeah. you don't even really need to think about right now. Oh, when, God, when no. the time And when the time is right, oh. it's just going to like yeah. land on your lap. It's not even mm. going to need to be like thought of, you know. Oh, no. It would no, just no. feel. He would choose someone out for me or some shit in like 10 years. In the interim, you've got little Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Minnie Mouse, she's over there sleeping on your couch. She's a, she's an angel Minnie Mouse, by the way. She still hasn't said boo this episode yet. Yeah, I'm waiting for her to start squawking. My tits starting to tingle. <laughs> oh um, god! Back on back on just quickly before we go off this this point. Back on the the first the year of the first. There's actually a book out there called Seconds Firsts, mm. and it's like it guides you through the stages of healing and having to go through all these firsts a second time round because it's obviously going to be much different. I got recommended, someone actually bought me that book and it wasn't, it actually obviously it was just to do with the type of grief that I have. I'm pretty sure I got it for Elodie and she's not read it. but Yeah, no, fuck no. <laughs> no one give Elodie books that are novels because she will not read yeah, them. Unless the writing is like two words per page. Or like, it's a cookbook. <laughs> yeah, cookbooks um, or picture books. <laughs> Picture books and cookbooks only. Um, I think we touched on this one previously, but anticipated death makes grief easier. Um, no, essential- bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of worse. I, I mean, like I don't think, yeah, I, I love the fact, I mean, I don't love anything about Chumpy's passing, but, you know, I, I would have hated if he was sick or with cancer or sick for years and, I you know, he was perfectly healthy living normally and then bang, gone one day doing what he loved. I mean, it's fucking horrific. Peace, but, in peace. Yeah, peacefully passed. Please never think that because your friend's partner or your friend's dad or someone um, is dying from cancer and sick for years that it's like a sense of, like that it's okay that it's easier or a sense of relief because they've been through they've this is painful for way longer I mean there's it's it's not okay either way but I I you know they're watching someone die slowly they're 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 going through the grief they're they're almost grieving earlier they grieve you know they're dealing with the treatment they're seeing this person deteriorate it's fucking horrific um it's it's not easier because it's anticipated death 100% no um yeah, point blank, be there for that person, not fucking easier. <laughs> you can't grieve something you never had. Chloe, perfect example. Um, we, we touched on this just earlier, but um, this is like a secondary loss again, like, you know, kind of relates to me too, but grief over the loss of a future possibilities and plans that will never materialise or just or be just as valid as any other grief you experience in the face of your loss. So close. Yeah, you're grieving something you don't have. Yeah, you're, and it's a weird thing. Like life. it's a weird thing to think about as well because like you do have like little moments of your mind that tick over just going like, hang on, maybe it's not valid. Like maybe my grief isn't valid because like Elodie's lost her person and I'm mm. grieving over something that's like doesn't even exist. And like it, mm. it, it's so hard for people that like everyone is in a hard position here but for me speaking for myself, it's so fucking hard and, like, for those people that suffer this in silence, oh, I feel you because, like, you really do 
think that your grief isn't as valid as someone who may have lost their loved one. Like everyone's grief is valid in in their own way. Exactly. Um, so you definitely can grieve something that you did that you don't have for sure. Yes, a hundred percent. Myth: Time heals all wounds. Um, death cannot be made better. The pain does not go away with time. You might find that with the passing over time, you may be able to process and integrate your loss a little more and regain some more routine and normality and more joy and like manage the pain better. But yeah, as we've said, grief does not heal with time. It yeah, it gets better, it gets more manageable, but it doesn't, it's not just going to go away like bang over it. Forgot about that person, you know? Yeah. Um, Myth, once you finish grieving, your life will return back to normal. Again, it's very similar to like time heals all, all, all wounds. Like you will never, f- you won't finish grieving. Like, yes, you might learn to live, like we've said before, you might learn to live with it and like it will become part of your life, but your life will never be the way that it once was. You just learn to live with it. Exactly. Um, let's go through some do's and don'ts as well. So like tips for like active things you guys can do to help your friend, help, help your grieving friends. And then also if you're grieving, if you've lost someone or, you know, if you're going through fertility problems or just anything, send this episode to your friends. Say, hey, this is how you can help me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's go through some support do's and don'ts because um, so many people will kind of look for silver linings or platitudes to say to, you know, that person. Um, I just hate it when someone says like a silver lining to me or a platitude like um we harp on about platitudes so much and like but it's just so important it's just like Mm. I just feel like everyone finds it so easy to say them and I mean I I'm no angel like I for sure said platitudes because it is easy but yeah that they actually hurt so much more and then you find yourself having to explain why this isn't the case like for me it's like everything happens for a reason well, yeah. not Why necessarily. Me? Like you, chumpy. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't really happen for a reason. It shouldn't yeah. have happened. Mm. And like, what's another one that we've got? Like, for me, the 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 one how it's just like, oh well, at least you've fallen pregnant. At least that you know that you can fall pregnant. Yeah, yeah, that like, cool, fucking well, sucks. Don't say that to me. You yeah, know, you're like, it, cool, I can fall pregnant, but why? Like, where's where are the babies? Where's why the baby? are they sticking around? Like, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one of the platitudes that we both think is just like, just try your hardest before these words come out of your mouth to swallow them is a sentence starting with at least. Mm. They suck. Yeah. Those two words fucking suck. Yeah. yeah. Because you're looking for a silver lining. Like, at least you, you know, at least. Don't ever it's like, say no that. fucking at least. Nothing yeah, is yeah. okay here. It's <laughs> shit. It's fucked. Just, I love it when people come over and they're just like, what the fuck? This is so shit. There's no, no other way to describe it. And I'm like, thank you. You're, yes. You're empathizing with me. You understand you can stay. this is fucked. <laughs> yeah, you can stay. Thank you. Nothing worse than friends. Oh, I mean, yeah, like just. And by the way, the when we're going, it. when we're going through all these people, don't think that we're like these like harping on about don't, 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 don't. Like, yeah, we've got some do's coming with for us. You. Like, we do have some do's, but we're just trying to help in the sense that like what hasn't helped us and can try and help you in the future. 
Yeah, exactly. And look, I I say these stupid platitudes all the yeah. time. Like I think I I think I say to Chloe, "Your time's coming. You'll have a baby soon." And I fucking hate myself for it because I'm not a psychic. And like you know, I just want that so badly for her. So I say it out loud, and it really doesn't help. Um, mm. and I, yeah, yeah, we're all guilty of this. So that. just don't feel yeah. It's so bro. annoying. Yeah, even I'm never like say it again. so many no, people are like, "Yeah, your idiot. time's just around the corner." I'm like, "Yes, yeah, sick, bro." Yeah, been hearing that for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, sorry, sorry if you've like, it's fine that you've done all this shit before. Just you know, give yourself a little. I even actually had someone the other day come up to, well, like, write me a message and and like after listening to one of our podcasts, it was saying something, saying like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I listened to your podcast and I've said all of that shit, and I'm so sorry that I said that. Like, I really understand better what's going on now, and like." if there's anything I can do, you know, just like yes. acknowledge that. And like even that person saying that, I'm just like, thank oh, my you. God, that thank you. Like I was like, don't worry about apologizing. Like honestly, I hear it every single day, but like thanks for acknowledging that and like fuck, actually thanks for being there. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, another one I think is a really good one is like don't avoid me. I mm. definitely ha- actually feel that from some of my friends at the moment. <sighs> yeah. People for sure avoid me. Because they, they don't, don't know, know what, what, to the fuck, what to say. They feel awkward. But I always harp on saying like it's important to remember that it's imperfect support is better than zero support at all. Mm. Even if you have to say a platitude, say it and then be like, <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or up. just, you know, you know if like, someone's Anything not, is better than nothing. Don't be yeah. a mute. And don't have high expectations of the griever. Like if they're not responding, it's not fucking personal. They've got a bit on in their brain at the moment. Keep sending you, the love heart emojis. Keep, you know, don't think, oh, they haven't replied. Wow, it's all about me. No, it's not fucking about you. Keep sending the emojis. Just don't give up on that person basically. Just, yeah. And if it's you just, think it's uncomfortable for you, think about how uncomfortable it is for the person who's going through it. Exactly. I remember I remember feeling like, oh, my God, such a funny feeling because when friends see you after something so fucked up happens to your life, I was actually feeling so sorry for them because I was thinking, and, and you know, I know my friends so well, and I'm like, this friend's gonna be feeling so awkward to come and see me. The poor thing, like they're not gonna know what to say. So I'm overcompensating, and almost you end up kind of consoling them in a way, or you end up trying to be so somewhat normal and like chatty, or you end up just trying to like make it less awkward for them in a way. And I was doing that heaps just to be like, please Mm. don't feel funny around me. Please be there. I need you. And the last thing I want you to do is fucking feel awkward because I don't want you to run off. I fucking need you. So Mm. I was doing that all the time. Um, I don't like that was at the start when you're feeling and also being in shock. It's just like, yeah, you you know, you you're just you're way more confused than they are. They fully they have their heads good on. They know what's going on. And mm-hmm. you're just in this world of shock. So, like, obviously I was a bit more crazy. Um, but, yeah, like, that, it's fucking, it's the most awkward thing ever. Um, and another thing, don't just say, let me know if I can help you. Instead, just think of a proactive way you can actually help. Just rock up with some food. Just rock up and say, hey, let's let's go out for a coffee. Hop in the car. Let's Let's, you know, let's get you out rather than being like, hey, do you feel up for an outing or let me know if I can do anything for you because it's like they're probably just going to say no because yeah. they don't want to be a bore or they feel like they're a depresso and, you know, they don't want to ruin your day or blah, blah, blah. Just like kind of put it on them and and don't stop if they say no, not today or rah, rah. Come on, I'll take you tomorrow or 
like, you know, just really mm. push, I guess. Just show up. Yeah, just show up. Just fucking be there, bro. Yeah. And another one is like don't try and force them to cheer up. Like we, mm. I, I really love sometimes we all need to cry and trying is okay and like, mm. I mean, Elodie cries and then I cry or I cry and then Elodie cries. Like it's, it's so normal and it's so healthy and it, and it, and it does make you feel better. So yeah, don't try and like stick a band aid on it and like try and make a joke or like something like that. Just like let it be. Let them cry. It's a real domino effect around here, isn't it? It's very therapeutic. I always feel better after we talk and we both have a big fat cry. Yeah, I know. It's like invigorating. Another one is do still talk about normal everyday things. It's good to get that person's mind away from things. Don't don't think yeah, don't think you just can't be normal around that person. Like you don't have to be awkward. You just You're still kind of, the same person. Yeah. But then but then, like I mean, sometimes I don't like it when people are just, you know, talking or complaining about the lamest shit and I'm like, "Oh my god, are you you could don't complain to me about something so dumb." But then yeah. it's like, oh, it's kind of this weird thing, isn't it, Chloe? Do you, do you find it's that? A, it's a hard one. Because like you, have yeah, empathy, if, but, you know, if you get a new job or you get like, I don't know, like, and, and also invite that person out. Like, you know, don't feel awkward. Like, oh, they're going to rock out. What do we do? Like, just, just do. Yeah. Just kind of I do what you it, did before. Yeah, exactly. With but that I person. I hope that but, those, like, we... They, they've helped us and I feel like, like we mm. said before, it's like I think that like a lot of people that have gone through, that are going through grief and people in their lifetime will go through grief at some point. It's it's mm. a really good one to just send to your friends and just give people a few touch points because there is no mm. way easy way of handling this or there's no easy way of approaching it. Like it's yeah. fucking awkward. It's awkward for everyone. No one wants to have the conversations but like at mm. the end of the day we're all not like – real people and we like we just want to try and live as normal life as we possibly can and you really do need your friends to support you through that there's nothing I love more and I've seen it in so many of my friends like and I and I've honestly been surprised by so many friends I'm like fuck I thought you would be awkward and I love your confidence like you know they'll bring up memories of charm or just just keep him super alive and or ask me things and I'm like I thank you so much like I just I, not that you don't expect that from them, but some people, I don't know. I just, I really, really, really appreciate it. And I, and some, some questions are really hard to ask or hard, hard things to bring up. And I truly am like always like, fuck, you're a legend for doing that. Like, thank you. Um, so just ta- tackle it on head first with them, dolls. Yes. <laughs> But finally, to wrap this episode up, we we also we kind of wanted to give you a few ways that help that we've been able to deal with grief, like a few strategies. And to start it off, I was speaking to a, a friend of mine who's a young girl, and she sadly lost both of her parents within a very short time frame um, a few years ago, I believe it was. And I was speaking to her about this, and if she had any tips for grief, because that's obviously a whole another level of what grief that what we're experiencing um the first note that she she sent through and which I think is really beautiful is like 
It's called A Morning of Morning. And it's, she said, allow yourself whatever time you have in that day. It might be five minutes, 15 minutes, 60 minutes to just really feel your grief. Mm. Like sit there, connect with it, cry, scream, wallow in your self-pity. But then you set a timer and when the timer goes off, you scoop yourself up and you just get on with it. I, I really like that, that. So much. It's so important. It's all about um, balance, dolls. And then another one that she also said was grief equals grow. So life moves on and we know that. We've said that before. Um, and you may find that you're going to leave people behind. You're going to find out some, some people mm. matter, some people don't, some people can support you, some ke- people can't. Mm. And if you have to leave them behind or if you have to leave experiences mm. behind or if you have to leave anything behind because it just no longer serves you, you really, really feel you find out what is important yeah. in times like when you're mm-hmm. when you're in the, these grief periods and if you're in your dire straits, you really feel you feel, find out what's important and what's not. A hundred percent. And that's okay. Yeah, as we know, I've just got no issues telling someone to fuck off. And that's what happens when, you know, something so crazy happens to your life. You realise who's important what's in, what, and what's important in life and you just don't put up with any bullshit. And that's fine. Leave people the fuck behind if, they, if they're not serving you. A hundred percent. Get rid of them. That's more grief. You don't need that. Um, mm. I love her one, take up one of their hobbies um, she's rediscovered her love for surfing um, because it kind of makes her feel connected to her dad and I absolutely love that. Chump that's used to so walk. so beautiful. Yeah, that's so, so nice. Like her dad would be so fucking proud of her. Um, Chump used to walk Rummy every morning or like we both did but my thing is Rummy gets a walk every morning. I mean now I've got a bub. She kind of, she's on the Arvo program now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, that that was a ritual and if I, I noticed if I didn't do that each day I was – like a hundred percent more depressed that day. So that was kind of like my therapy. So find a ritual, like something constant that you do every day. Like find your your one constant thing that keeps you going each day. Mine was walking on the beach with my dog. If it's for you going out and having a coffee at your favorite or his favorite their favorite place, you know, that one thing. Or yeah. You'd be really find proud your- of me. I started journaling. Oh yes, yes. The journaling I really just- helps me too. I can't read read, but I can write. <laughs> yes, you're a good writer. But I, it's yeah, so therapeutic. I, just scribble, mm. just write shit down, whatever's in yeah. your head, just let it out. Yeah, so I've been enjoying that lately and I, yeah. Nice. I just like my home being like my sanctuary. Like I always have my essential oils on, I have my incense burning, mm. I have my candles on, my house is always clean, spotless, couches poofed, like it's all that for me. That just yeah. really elevates my energy and brings my vibe vibe back. If my house was shit everywhere, clothes mm. on the floor, washing not done, dishes not clean, that just just for, to me is just really brings me down. Yeah, it's stressful, eh? It's the little things in you life. You need your little zen den. Yes. Um, yeah, like resources and books and things as well. Um, well let's should we go through some resources like quickly? Yep. Yep. Go for um, it. Okay, so like Beyond Blue, Lifeline, Are You Okay and Headspace are great um, websites. You can Google and like talk to chat. There's chat lines on each of them. Um, Some Instagram. Phone lines. Yes. So just any of those on Google. Um, Instagram accounts that help me is Refuge in Grief um, and Empowered underscore through underscore grief. Um, 
just there's heaps of widow pages out there that I get amongst. Um, there'd be so many like uh, cancer pages. There's so many Facebook forums. I'm sh- like what you're going through, there's so many other people in the world that are also going through that, believe it or not. You feel so alone. But, yeah, I would encourage people to find like a grief buddy. I've found so many other widows online all over the world that I really connect to. There's two in particular that I literally don't know what, what where I'd be without them. Like we talk late at night, we cry together, we scream together, we laugh together, we talk about our partners, super therapeutic. Um, and I just feel so not alone when I talk to them um, because no one understands it like like we do. Um, so, yeah, close also on like IVF chat groups, Facebook forums, things like that. So find buddies that are also on your grief program or going through what you're going through. There's, there's, you know, the power of social media. We're in the 21st century. You can fucking connect with people all over the world who are going through what you're going through. Um, books. Yeah. There's some good books. It's Okay That You're Not Okay by Megan Devine. That one's amazing. Can't say I've read the whole thing, but half of it helped me. Probably not read any of it. (laughs) No, no. Well, look, I've been gifted it. I've been gifted it about (laughs) fifty times. So I've got a few of them. So I'm assuming it's a really good book. Um, The Light Between Us by Laura Lynn Jackson. Signs by Laura Lynn Jackson. Um, I actually read that one. It's so good. Um, And look, I just want to finish off by saying we are like the human body is. Like, you know, we are made 99% of energy. Like that is a matter that cannot be transformed. It cannot be killed. It can't just like disappear. The human body can go, but our energy stays, sticks around. I feel I feel like Chumpy's all around me. I encourage anyone grieving a person who's left to look for signs. Like, yeah, do not ignore that that's a possibility because like, I believe Chump's here with me. Sometimes I feel him, sometimes I don't. That's okay. Um, but please don't ignore don't that. Lie. Don't ignore that as a as an avenue to, you know, feel a connection or like it, it helps me so much. Yes, doll, we're all energy. You know me. I absolutely love that shit. I see signs all the time, eleven eleven. Everyone, look at your clocks. Is it eleven eleven for anyone right now? Are you sure you're not just on your phone twenty four hours a day, mate? <laughs> no, I see that all the time. I don't know no, what it me means, too. but yeah, mm. I, I'm all about that shit. Love that. Mm. But before we say goodbye, I just wanted to give a shout out to Minnie Pullen for not squawking once this whole fifty minutes. Good job, Minicello. I know, and she only got like a little micro feed before this. So I was thinking. God, we're going to have to feed mid-ep. Like, she's going to be squawking. She is so, an angel. What a ledge. She's a keeper. Good girl. Yeah, she's an absolute keeper. <laughs> you can stick around, <laughs> Minnie. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you guys, um, Hope everyone's okay. Hopefully it helps. And we love you all so much. Thanks for the continual support. And if you actually love us as much as we love you, you can actually go over and rate and review us. We'd love you to do that. Mm. You can find um, the link to do that in our bio on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And our Instagram is darlingshine.podcast. Okay. How can we, how can we good to go? Bye, darlings. Bye. Bye.